Uh, just a few announcements. Um, the Christmas cards are in the back in the prayer chapel. They are alphabetized and separated. If you have, can you please stop and see if you have any cards. But also look if you have a neighbor or a friend who'd be willing to deliver cards to, pick those up and take them. Okay? We'll have them there for a couple weeks and then we'll figure out if we need to mail them out or whatever. But uh, you can help us out by doing that. Um, we are going to undecorate the church next Sunday immediately following worship. So next Sunday, which is January 7th, I believe, immediately following worship, we will be taking all the Christmas decorations down. If you can stay at home, that would be great. Um, contact Steve Shirley if you have any questions. So we're having a luncheon for Sally after the naming. Oh, that's the right. Seventh, the, the shower and the baby shower and the naming. Okay. Okay, that's that's one. The baby naming and the baptism are next Sunday for Grace. Grace for Grace, who's with us today, and um, so they'll be having a potluck celebration for that as well. Grief uh, share starts again on January 11th at 7 p.m. If you have questions, call the church office or see Patty Upperman. Um, poinsettias. If you have a poinsettia, if you purchase one for to to give out the sanctuary, please take it today after the service. Also, if you did not and you would like one, and there are some up here, please take one. Uh, after today, they will disappear. <laughs> so, and we'll take care of that. Just remember to register your attendance on the insert in your bulletins. Um, I believe that's all the announcements I have at this time. Um, will you please quiet your hearts? Oh, let's do the breakthrough prayer first. So, let's join together in the breakthrough. <coughs> Amazing God. We pray that through the Holy Spirit, your preferred future for Oakport United Methodist Church will be made clear to us. Give us the courage we need to follow you wherever you may take us. We ask that you bind us together in love so that we can bring the good news. 
in the call to worship this morning. With mighty mountains and crashing seas, praise the name of the Lord. With rolling valleys and lush forests, praise the name of our God. With tiny ants and majestic eagles, praise the name of the Holy One. With innocent children and wise elders, praise the name of love. Please join me now in What Child Is This? <laughs> Thank you. 
join me in the prayer of confession. We come to you with joy and happiness, but we know it won't always be so. The human heart is a fickle thing. As we celebrate the birth of your son, open us to the many ways you seek to bless us. Free our lips to sing your praises, even when we feel alone and in need. As the new year dawns, Help us bring righteousness and praise to all the earth in your heavenly name. Amen. Hear these words of assurance. Through praise and thanksgiving, glory is given to God's name. Guided by the Holy Spirit, see what God's salvation has brought to God's precious children. You may be seated. Our first scripture reading this morning comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 61, verses 10 and 11, chapter 62, verses 1 and 3, 1 through 3. I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of his righteousness. As a bridegroom adorns his head like a priest and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the soil makes the sprout come up and a garden causes seeds to grow, so the sovereign Lord will make righteousness and praise spring up before all nations. For Zion's sake I will not keep silent. For Jerusalem's sake I will not remain quiet till her vindication shines out like the dawn, her salvation like a blazing torch. The nations will see your vindication and all kings your glory. You will be called by a new name, that the mouth of the Lord will bestow. You will be a crown of splendor in the Lord's hand, a royal diadem in the hand of your God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And now is the time in which we can come together as the body of Christ and Lay before our Lord our joys and concerns. If you have a prayer concern, I would invite you to fill out a blue prayer request card that is located in your worship bulletin, and you can uh, place that in the offering plate. Uh, if you are watching at home, or if you have a prayer concern during the week, you can uh, get that to us by sending us an email at prayer at groveportumc.org. Uh, you can also call the church office and uh, talk to Nancy. Um, or you could even uh, drop us a line through the mail. I invite us now to prepare ourselves for this time of prayer. To, to come forward and, and to be prayed for. Let us now. 
be in a time and attitude of prayer. Let us pray. Lord, on this Sunday in which we bask in the glow of the birth of your Son, Jesus, it can become easy for us become immune to the graciousness that you have shown to us. Lord, help us never to become lapsadaisical when it comes to Jesus. Help us never to take Jesus for granted. Help us never to take your love and care for granted. Lord, on this last day of 2023, we raise to you Patty's brother, Ron, who has pneumonia and, and heart issues. And we ask for your healing hand to be upon him. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we, we continue to raise to you the Eastman family. Uh, we, we pray, Lord, for Ron, who will be having medical procedures this week and we pray that those will go well and, and Lord we pray for, uh, for Beth who is uh, currently in uh, hospice care and, and pray for her continued comfort Lord in your mercy Lord we pray for Cynthia, who is in physical rehab, and as well as Mr. Osterloff, who was a, a teacher at Groveport Elementary, who, who passed away. We offer both of these situations to your care. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we pray for Melody, who is battling health concerns. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we pray for Yolanda and her family. Yolanda was recently diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. Be with Yolanda, dear Lord. Lord, in your mercy. Pray for Lisa's mom who has cancer. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we pray for Melissa. We pray that, that your guidance and, and care will help her through this difficult time. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we pray for Myrna, who has fallen several times and has dementia. Be with her and her family, Lord. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we raise to you Morgan with breathing problems. Lord, in your mercy. And this day we pray for Lonnie, who will be uh, facing an upcoming move. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we... We remember this day Joyce, who is recovering from a recent stem cell transplant. We pray that her treatment will be uh, both effective and, and she will recover quickly. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we raise to you Roger with multiple health issues. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we pray for Tom, who is 
is battling pancreatic cancer. Allow your loving hand to be upon him. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we lift to you the Bates family and we pray that you will, will be with them during this, this season of, of difficulty. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we raise to you all of those who are undergoing cancer treatments this day. Lord, in your mercy. And Lord, we raise to you all of those who are recovering from recent surgery. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we thank you for this day, for each other, but most especially, we thank you for Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, and the one who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. please come forward. I should probably tell you why. It's time for the offering. Uh, time to give back to God. You can give through your offering this morning. You can um, access the app through our website, the Ezekiel app, um, or you can mail a check to 512 Main Street. Will the ushers please?
again for the doxology. for those who cannot celebrate with us. Our songs of praise are for your name and honor. May these gifts give others the opportunity to sing praises to your name as they come to know the endless love you have for each of your children. Amen. You may be seated. Would the children like to come up for our children's time? Everybody today. I know she's just little. I know I had the same feeling this morning when I got up. I know. I was like, just I know. All right. Who knows what today is? Christmas. No, it's last week. What's today? That was last week. Anybody else know what is today? New Year's. All right. It is New Year's Eve. So how many of you are going to stay up to midnight tonight? Let's see. How many of your parents want you to stay up to midnight tonight? Right? All right. So we like to stay up late, don't we? Uh, because what happens after midnight tonight? The what moves? The elf moves. I'm coming to your house tonight. I got to see this. What happens tonight after midnight? Fireworks. Why are there fireworks and stuff? It's a new year. All right. So we're not longer going to be in 2023. We're going to be in 2024. I just got used to writing 2023 on stuff. It's been a whole nother year. So one of the things that, uh, that we like to do on uh, uh, New Year's Eve is to write resolutions of things we want to do in the next year. Here is a list of my resolutions for 2023. Number one, go to the gym. I have a membership. We'll see how this goes. Number two, finish painting. It's been a year, and I still haven't finished painting my house. I, I know, come on, but what have I been doing, right? Number three, clean my room. I never cleaned the room. I know. See, horrible. You're shocked, aren't you? Do you clean your room all the time? Yeah? Oh, why have you come over? Right? So I have these things. Now, I didn't do really any of these three things. Right? I, I, I didn't move everything out and clean behind my dresser or anything. I haven't finished painting. And I really haven't gone to the gym. So I got these things. And I didn't do them. But you know what? After midnight tonight, whoops, excuse me. 
I don't have to do them. Why? That's right, because it's a whole new year, right? And it all resets, and all of this goes away. All of this stuff that I was supposed to do and I didn't do is all gone. And you know what? That's kind of like it is with Jesus. There's things that we were supposed to do or maybe some things we didn't do. And with Jesus, he wipes them away just like that, right? So just remember that with Jesus, the things we are not supposed to do or we forgot to do can be wiped away if we just ask for his forgiveness. All right. All right, you guys ready to pray? All right, let's pray. Lord, as we uh, enter into this new year and think of all the stuff we want to do, remind us that uh, even if we don't accomplish what we're supposed to, you are there with us and, and you'll forgive us and, and, and you'll wipe the slate clean and that is just the glory of your love. And fireworks. And Lord, we thank you for the fireworks and stuff tonight. And uh, have helped each and every one of these young folks to have a wonderful New Year's. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. You guys can head off to Junior Church, I believe. They are ready for Junior Church today. This morning's second scripture reading comes from the book of Luke, chapter 2, verses 22 through 40. When the time came for the purification rites required by the law of Moses, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it was written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord a pair of doves, or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts, when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Penuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple but worshiped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child of all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth, and the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was on him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, as your scripture is read and proclaimed this day, 
We ask that by the power of your Holy Spirit that our hearts, our minds, and our very lives may be transformed by it. Thank you for your gift of Holy Scripture, we pray. Amen. Well, today is, of course, New Year's Eve. How many of you are planning on staying up to midnight? How many of you are like me and you're just going to go to bed and hope for the best that the new year comes in? That's what I do. I figure if it shows up, I'll see it on the news. If it doesn't, well, I guess I'll see it on the news too. But this is in the life of the church, one of those Sundays that is sometimes overlooked. I, I always joke that, that I, I refer to this as Associate Pastor Sunday. Because any church that has an associate pastor, this is the Sunday that you preach. In fact, uh, when I was a youth pastor, uh, my very first sermon ever was this Sunday, the Sunday after Christmas. Uh, it's usually the, the lowest attended Sunday of the year, so I'm sort of surprised to see all of you here. Um, yeah, I mean, God bless you, uh, uh, but th this is often a Sunday that we overlook. We have uh, Christmas last week, and the next week is Epiphany uh, with the coming of the Magi, and uh, we, we often overlook this Sunday, but this Sunday's uh, scripture, uh, this day's scripture is, is one that I just love. It, it comes from the Gospel according to Luke. <laughs> And it takes place just a little bit after Jesus' birth. And uh, Joseph and Mary, they, they have a task. They need to present their new baby in the temple. Uh, the tradition was for uh, newborn babies to, to be presented uh, at the temple, and they receive a special blessing. And also at the same time, uh, the baby's mother, uh, of course in this case Mary, uh, goes through a, a rite of purification. Uh, and this was um, uh, obligatory for uh, Jewish women after childbirth. And so there was a lot going on, and, and, and Mary and Joseph uh, uh, head off to the temple with, with baby Jesus. And, and I can just imagine as they're making their ways through the crowd with a, a, a perhaps a, a, a fussy, fussy little one. Um, and they, they have with them, though, um, a couple of little birds. Now, the ordinary sacrificial offering for this purpose, uh, according to Scripture, was a lamb and a pigeon. But that would have been way out of the price range for Mary and Joseph. And so the law of Moses takes mercy on the needy. And there is a special provision for parents like these, like, like Mary and Joseph. Uh, and uh, they could, uh, instead of, of bringing a, a lamb and a pigeon, they could substitute a second bird for the lamb, which would have been much cheaper. And, you know, th that would have been great for Mary and Joseph because they had, you know, they didn't have two, two shekels to rub together, as they would say. And they bring uh, uh, the, the, these two little birds to, to sacrifice to the for the Lord and, and the baby Jesus, and, and they enter into the temple. And as they are entering into the temple, they meet, well, they meet two elderly worshipers, regulars, we find out, at the temple, and they have something to say to the Holy Family. One of these two pious uh, folks is a, a man by the name of Simeon. The other is a widow by the name of Anna. And you know, as I start to get older, I, I, I'm starting to find myself more and more in the position of being the older person in stories instead of the younger. And, and, and I start seeing myself uh, in, in, in the older person in the story rather than the younger person in the story. 
Also, as I start to get a little bit older, I also find myself becoming a little bit negative towards those who are younger and also to the future. Did any of you ever find yourself being that way? Looking around going, what in the world are they doing? Back in my day, we didn't do this. See, I'm part of what they call Generation X. And you've, and rest your kind of Generation X? Yeah, right? Uh, uh, my my uh, parents were baby boomers, born right after the Second World War. Uh, children are, I guess, what is that, Generation Z now? Um, and I found that, you know, back in my day, things were better than they are today. Amen? They are. For instance, what you're seeing here is a picture of me when I was about five or six years old riding an elephant in the parking lot of a grocery store in Grove City, Ohio. <laughs> now, you might be asking yourself, Pastor Rick, why was there somebody with an elephant in the parking lot of a grocery store in Grove City, Ohio? That never crossed my parents' mind. My mom just said, here, get on this elephant. Take a ride. That's my, my sister, my brother and I, and then our, our two friends, uh, Leanne and Steve, behind us. And then, uh, as, as Leanne uh, uh, said in, in the picture, she sent it to me, two, two, two rando kids in the front. She didn't know who they were. Um, but but my, my mom never stopped to think, where did this elephant come from? Who's the lady with the elephant? Because, you know, elephants aren't all over Grove City, Ohio. But apparently in the late 1970s, early 1980s, this was okay. This was okay. You know, back in my time, uh, 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 we were kind of known as the latchkey generation uh, because uh, we were really the first generation where both parents tended to work. And I got to tell you, I went through a lot of house keys. So much so that my parents quit giving me a house key when I went to school. And I was told to deal with it. And I remember sitting out on the front porch waiting for my mom to get home from work because I had lost my key. And my mom said, tough, tough. That's right. Or how about this? I would have a practice after school. And I didn't have a car yet. I wasn't driving yet. So how did I get home? I had to have a quarter. And I had to put a quarter in something called a payphone, And then call and tell them to come pick me up. Or even better, you could call Collect, which my dad loved. <laughs> Calling him Collect from school to tell him my practice was over and I needed picked up because I had forgotten a quarter. Right? But in my time, in my generation, uh, uh, kids were, were raised with what they call today free-range parenting. Free-range parenting. I, I, I sound like a, like a chicken. Right? What that meant is, is that, like, in the summer, my mom would open the back door, would kick us out. She often locked it because she didn't want us coming back in. And we were told to go play or something and come back when it got dark. We were given perimeters of where we could go and not go. And that was it. There was no parent that followed us around. We didn't have anything that tracked us. We just got kicked out. And if I tried sneaking back in, I got kicked out again. Right? That's how life was. You know, I grew up in the age of the original Star Wars, the best of the trilogy. Right? Back when Indiana Jones was still cool. Yep. We had MTV, which I wasn't supposed to watch, but I would watch when my parents were at a church meeting. Yep. During my, during my formative years, uh, different types of music developed, such as hip-hop, heavy metal, right? How many of you remember the kids wearing the heavy metal t-shirts to, to, to school and being told at church not to listen to it, right? The whole satanic panic thing, right? Um, and my generation developed grunge music. I got to tell you, in the 90s, I liked flannel. And I was moody for no reason. But I was moody. 
We saw the end of the USSR in the Cold War. You know, it's common for, for older folks to talk about the good old days and, and, and to look at the future and to look at the young people who will be living into that future in a negative way and to see only doom and gloom. Well, back in my day, things were good, but things are horrible now and they're just going to get worse. <laughs> You're welcome. Right? Back in my day, we didn't have all this problem. We didn't have people walking around with a cell phone in a hand. If I wanted to play a video game, I had to go, go sit in my bedroom. I remember the first computer we got. It cost like the price of a small car and it had that green monitor. And I remember the first time we got a computer where you could change the color of the font and I thought we were living large. <laughs> Big stuff! Now, you know, your cell phone, uh, your cell phone uh, has like, like multitudes of more memory power than the computer that sent men to the moon. Right? It's amazing what we have now. But you know what? Life is just getting worse. Society is horrible compared to the time it was when I was a kid. And, and and it's all those young whippersnappers' faults. But you know what? Simeon and Anna didn't do that. They didn't walk up to Mary and Joseph and say, you know what, in my time, life was better. But now, we got these Romans hanging out. Our society is falling apart. People are no longer as religious as they used to be. People aren't going to church like they used to do. Life is getting worse, and it's just going to continue to get worse. Bomb bug. But that isn't what Simeon did. See, Simeon and Anna, they didn't preach doom and gloom. They preached hope. See, Simeon was the first person to recognize Jesus as the Savior. Everyone else so far in, in the, the biblical story, including Mary and Joseph, were all told that Jesus was the Savior by an angel. Simeon is the first person who recognized it himself. The first person who's looked at Jesus, this little infant, and said, that's the Savior. He is the key to the hope that we have been Desperately, desperately needing. Simeon, he said that the, the negative events of today are merely passing events. And that God has a hope and a future for the people of Israel. And better yet, this baby is the key to that hope. It's the key to the glorious future plans that God has for Israel and the whole world. My friends, Simeon gives us a great example of how we should be, especially as we start to get older. And as we stand here at the beginning of a new year, I'm just reminded of the fact that I too am getting older. We need to share the gift of hope. Because, my friends, it's so easy to get negative and, and, and to tell others that, that the world is just a horrible place, when in reality, there are problems. There's lots of problems. Don't get me wrong. But God has a plan for us. Through Jesus, the world is getting to be a better place. And we can even prove that if we just took the time to look around and to see what's going on. Get this. The world is a better place than it used to be, even when I was a kid. Humanity has more access today than they did 30 years ago to food, clean water, education, and safe sanitation. 
there has been a sharp increase in global literacy, as well as falling rates of child labor throughout the world. There's also a significant uh, fall in cancer deaths rates. Uh, there's an increase in life expectancy. I got to tell you, if, if someone today dies in their 60s or 70s, don't you think, wow, they die kind of young, right? And then I think back to my, even my own grandparents who all died in their 70s, except for my grandmother who almost lived to 100 because, you know, she was just that way. There is a decrease in the world population living in slums. You wouldn't know that, but throughout the world, more and more people have a higher standard of living than ever before. And there is a decrease in nuclear weapons. We don't sit around today having practice drills worrying that we're going to get nuked in school, right? I know a lot of you probably remember doing those kinds of things, which I'm never quite sure what hiding under your desk with a book over your head was going to do if a <laughs> nuclear bomb fell on your head. But, you know, I guess it's better than nothing, right? And we could go on and on. Are there problems in our society? Sure. Are there problems in our church? Sure. Are there problems in our communities? You better believe it. But overall, things are getting better. And the most important thing is that there's hope. We might be going through a rough time in life, but God has a plan for us, and there is hope in the future. There's always hope. My friends, one of the greatest gifts one generation can give to another is the gift of hope. The gift of knowing that God is still active and that God has a plan for you, and that life is worth living, and that, yes, things aren't the same, but that's okay. My friends, we need to be bringers of hope, not merchants of bad news. We need to be people who are, 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 are sharing that God is active in our world, and that through Christ, Great things can happen. And that there's no problem in this world that cannot be solved through the love of Christ. My friends, this, this Sunday, between Christmas and Epiphany, let us remember that we are here to worship a God of hope. And that the world no matter what we may be experiencing today, is under the care of a God who loves us more than we could ever possibly imagine. My friends, the gift of hope is a gift. <coughs> a gift that'll give for a lifetime. Let us pray. Lord, help us to be bringers of hope. It's easy for us to sometimes romanticize the past, sometimes to look around at the problems we're facing momentarily and to think that there is no future. All the good times have come and gone. Lord, remind us that's simply not true, that with you, there is a future, a glorious future in the kingdom. And that whatever problems we may be experiencing today are just temporary in the scheme or in the grand scheme of your creation. Thank you for what you do for us. Thank you for the uh, examples of Anna and Simeon. And we thank you, Lord, for this day. In the name of Christ, the Lord and Savior, we pray. Amen. Let's join together in our closing hymn, Another Year is Dying.